has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News and World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. No one knows what life has in store for us. When unexpected events like accidents or diseases occur, where do we find the reservoir of strength and endurance we need? When we have pain that doesn't go away, how do we cope with the new life that now confronts us? Well, our guest, Tony Bernhard, was a law professor at the University of California, Davis, when she traveled to Paris in 2001. There, she became ill with an acute viral infection and has never recovered. It's like having the flu constantly, with headaches and aches and pains all over your body. Tony's used Buddhist teachings to free herself from being a prisoner of her chronic illness. In fact, she's written a book about how to do just that. It's called How to Be Sick, a Buddhist-inspired guide for the chronically ill and their caregivers. On today's show, we'll gain even more insight into Buddhist-based secrets for coping with pain and explore how we can awaken in ourselves that new potential to fully live the life we have today. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Purdue Pharma, Teva Pharmaceuticals, Millennium Laboratories, My Life Patient Program, and DC2 Healthcare, Atlantis Health Group, The Pain Community, and Depot Med Incorporated. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. Through the 80s and 90s, Tony was not only a law professor at the University of California, Davis, but served as dean of students for six years. She studied and practiced Buddhism and led a meditation group in Davis with her husband. But her life changed drastically after the viral illness struck. Tony, welcome back to Aches and Gains. Thanks very much for having me. In part one of the show, we learned that Tony was diagnosed with something like chronic fatigue syndrome. I mean, for her, it was like her immune system was in overdrive. She tried many treatments unsuccessfully, but fortunately, acupuncture has lessened the severity of her headaches. Tony's integrated many Buddhist-inspired strategies to free her mind, live within her limitations, and discover new talents that have brought happiness to her life. Uh, Tony, you know, I have patients who tell me quite frequently that they're desperate to do those things they once did. I mean, that might be jogging or cooking or, or weightlifting or, or working out. It seems like you would encourage them to, to concentrate on what they can do now, develop and, and cultivate those practices, and then look toward the future. Absolutely. Spending your life caught up in desire to do things that are not realistic for you anymore all that does is make you miserable. Yeah. It's like hitting your head against the wall. And I'm not being uh, unsympathetic 
to people here mm-hmm. who are doing that because I did it for many, many years, and I still do it sometimes. Something will come up that I was planning to do, and I can't, and, you know, I get caught up in that. And then I say, oh, because what I found is that the more that I've immersed myself in these practices, the quicker I'm able to regain my footing, my equanimity footing. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I don't still get caught up in desires. And I don't know, just the other day I said to my husband, I'm so sick of being sick. The author of How to Be Sick doesn't want to be (laughs) sick, you know. But instead of that being something that then just takes over and puts me in a funk for days at a time, I'm more quickly able to say, well, okay, that's true right at this moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now what am I going to do? Right. Yeah, these are the facts of my life. So I know that feeling. Right. And what advice do you have for those people with pain who just can't get out of that box? My daughter is only six hours away by car Mm -hmm. and bought a house 10 years ago with her, her, she and her husband, and I haven't seen it. I can't make that drive. And that's the way it is. And so we, we come up with other ways. Uh, You know, she, I've had the camera tour (laughs) because, you know, and my husband goes down there once a month and, he tell, comes home and he'll say, oh, they've put your books up on display on a shelf and they'll take a picture and send it to me. And uh-huh. so uh-huh. to spend your life wanting things that are out of your control, circumstances that you can't control, wanting them to be different, um, just uh, sets you up for a lot of unhappiness. It does. I agree. Uh, and it sets us up for my next question for you, which is, which is that you have a good answer to the age-old question that, that patients in pain and those suffering have asked for centuries, and that is, why me? Well, the, the why me question, I've asked it myself. Mm-hmm. And I actually got the answer from country music singer Roseanne Cash when I heard her interviewed um, on Fresh Air, an NPR show, Uh because she had a benign brain tumor that she had removed, and it uh, was months of recuperation. She had to give up her singing for a long time, and and the host, uh, Terry Gross, asked her, don't you... Essay, why me? <laughs> and she said, well, actually, I don't. I, I say, why not me? Now, now, that's an intriguing question. I mean, how did you interpret that? To me, that was so... She's not Buddhist, but it was so in line with the Buddhist thinking, uh-huh. because why not me? Uh, this could have happened to anyone. You know, actually... Many several doctors think I probably got sick on the airplane uh-huh. for all going over to France. For all I know, it did happen to some other people on the airplane, and I don't know it. <laughs> right? Um, life is unpredictable, and it's we wish it weren't, but it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unpredictable and it's uncertain, and it would be nice. We'd feel a lot more secure and safe if it weren't that way. 
But that is the way it is. And so anybody can um, develop chronic pain. Anybody can get, can become chronically ill. And so to be able to say, why not me? This is just what happened in my life. And now I'm going to live the best life I can, given what I can't change. And so it's been very helpful to me. Yeah. That's great. I, you know, I think what you're talking about is is accepting the unpredictability of life, and that, that is really difficult and can be. Don't go away. When we come back, we'll talk to Tony about how she deals with isolation and loneliness. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, the global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Teva, the leading global pharmaceutical company, committed to increasing access to high-quality health care by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. Millennium Laboratories, a leader in the science of toxicology and pharmacogenetics, is transforming the way healthcare professionals monitor and manage their patients' medication therapy. Through the use of advanced technology supported by research and education, Millennium helps practitioners personalize care for patients. For more information, please visit www.millenniumlabs.com. My Life Patient Program and DC2 Healthcare. Connecting patients to top physicians in the United States, reaching the highest standard of patient care through research patient programs and gains in overall health. For more information, please visit mylifepatientproject.com and dc2healthcare.com. Welcome back. Tony, you have a chapter in your book that focuses on isolation and loneliness. How did you overcome them? I wrote this chapter last because it was the hardest for yeah. me to write. Yeah. And it was it's because that was the hardest form part of my life to adjust to. Going from this active social life, not just at work but outside of work, mm-hmm. in our community, um, to basically living alone most of the time in my bedroom, um, it's hard. And first of all, give yourself, I hope people will give themselves time to adjust. Don't expect overnight to be okay with it. This is a kind of mourning period and grieving period that you're going to go through over this change in your life. That's why I said I didn't start writing this book for years afterwards. Um, And I think I would have, I could have benefited if I'd had the book. (laughs) (laughs) Because I didn't realize that I should be giving myself space to mourn and to adjust to this change. And so I didn't have a lot of compassion for myself. Well, but how did you adjust? I mean, what did you find the most successful way to do that? When people are feeling lonely and isolated, the very first thing to do is to be is to show yourself compassion. Mm-hmm. Don't try to deny what you're feeling. You can't think loneliness away and right. think you can't think those, if they're there, they're there. Absolutely. And give us some examples of what you did to overcome that loneliness. It helps 
to to make friends with them and to be able to say, okay, this is how I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. What can I do to make it less stressful and less painful? Well, what you can do is to be kind to yourself about it. Well, and not only that, but you have several, I think, strategies in the book for this. One of my the practices that I recommend is to actually speak to yourself silently or aloud, whichever you like, mm-hmm. but use words that speak directly to what it, that suffering like. It's so hard to be alone in my bedroom all day long. Yeah. And I've had people tell me that when they say that to themselves, sometimes they actually burst out in tears, mm. but they feel so much better as if at least one person understands and one person and that's you yourself so the most important thing is when you're feeling lonely and isolated is to be kind to yourself about it and to also remember that change is a universal law the buddha taught a lot about impermanence and change But that's a universal law that's accepted in every religion and every scientific tradition. Mm -hmm. And so just because you're lonely today doesn't mean you'll be lonely always. Very true. And I tell my patients not to give up. That is, if they feel bad today, don't give up because you're likely to feel better in the future. I want to talk about the Buddha once again. It's felt that the Buddha is an awakened teacher. How do you feel that that patients who have pain can achieve that awakening? Well, there's a lot of disagreement uh, or uh, different opinions on what it means to say the Buddha was awake. My second book is called How to Wake Up, which is a pretty bold title, Mm -hmm. and it's my understanding of the Buddha's awakening. And you could call it enlightenment, you can call it whatever you want. I like the idea of awakening. And my understanding from studying the texts where his teachings were written down is that there was nothing supernatural or otherworldly about his awakening. He woke up to what it means to be human. And that's what I've been talking about, the sort of I think of it as a two-pronged awakening. The first prong is those stark realities. Mm -hmm. Life will be tough at times. It will be a mixture of joys and sorrows and successes and disappointments. We won't always get our way. Um, So those are the stark realities. Mm -hmm. But the other prong are those what I referred to as those sublime states of mind that we can cultivate, compassion and loving kindness and joy for others and equanimity that allow us to to awake to our human potential in the midst of all those difficulties. I think that's great. That is, on the one hand, we're, if you will, awakened to our own humanity and what that means. And at the same time, we're awakened to a new potential that exists in ourselves to be more than we are. Yes. And, and I, the, I don't see awakening as this one-time thing, mm-hmm. because I've now been practicing Buddhism for over 20 years. And I don't 
I don't see any teachers. I don't see anyone who, oh, I'm awake. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm now in a state of bliss and that's it for me yeah, until right. the day I, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I see it as something that can happen, that happens over and over and you fall out of it and you come back to it mm-hmm. and you come back to it every moment that you accept, not in a passive way, but in an embracing way, accept your life as it is. Right. Uh, Now, many of my patients would say, boy, that's going to be really tough. But as you said, life is ever-changing, and there's always hope. Many of my patients find comfort in supportive communities, self-help groups. What's your experience? I think there are a lot of benefits. Um... The Buddha even said, you know, the most important thing are other like-minded people. And But that said, uh, since I became sick, I lost my supportive community in the sense of um, the, the... I used to go on retreats. There's a beautiful meditation center that's about an hour and a half from where we live called Spirit Rock, and that was the place where I went on retreats, and sometimes my husband and I would drive there for the day and just do what's called a day long, and I had a very, uh, and and we had a sitting group in our town here, which my husband still runs, and so I do think that a supportive community can be really helpful, but it becomes a challenge if you're housebound. It does, and if you have other limitations as well. Don't go away. We'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk to Tony about what she did to overcome those barriers. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and this is Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by The Pain Community, a web-based nonprofit created by people living with pain. Check out paincommunity.org for information, references, advocacy tools, and a premium section to securely interact with other members in forums and chat rooms. DepoMed Incorporated, a specialty pharmaceutical company focused on developing and commercializing products to treat pain and other central nervous system conditions. Purdue Pharma, making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives. Reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. Atlantis Health Group, Atlantis is a comprehensive multi-specialty physician group committed to enhancing the quality and process of healthcare delivery across the country. Visit AtlantisHG.com. For cutting-edge treatments and resources, follow Dr. Paul Christo on Twitter or like Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo on Facebook. Welcome back. We're speaking with Tony Bernhard, author of How to Be Sick, a Buddhist-inspired guide for the chronically ill and their caregivers. Uh, Tony, you talked about how you had to give up a certain supportive community, but you've gained others. Talk to us about that. We're very lucky that we're in the Internet age because many people find these supportive communities online Uh and not necessarily spiritual ones, but people who suffer from similar medical conditions Um, What I would say, though, is that you want to look for communities of support, not communities of people who are just complaining and cursing their fate. That's just not helpful. But there are many, many, you know, a lot of them, oddly enough, exist 
on Facebook in this, uh, they're called Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. They're different from just having your Facebook page. There are thousands of groups that you can join. And I know because I'm a member of dozens of them because they like me to post my writing in there Mm because I I write for Psychology Today about illness. So there are groups for people with chronic pain, people with RSD, people with fibromyalgia, people with with probably thousands. I don't know. And so it can be very helpful. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I know that patients have told me time and time again that they feel that these groups are helpful because there are others who can identify with them, others who can say, look, I walked in those shoes and I've been there. It's that feeling that somebody else understands what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Because many well-intentioned family members and friends of patients of mine will say, well, you know, you don't look like you're in pain. You don't look sick. I wrote a piece at Psychology Today, what people with chronic pain and illness don't want to hear. Uh-huh. Well, you know, 50,000 people have read that piece <laughs> uh-huh. because what they loved about it was, wow. People say that to me all the time, too, and I don't know what to say either. Right. So being able to connect with people who are having the same life experiences you are is just golden for so many people. Absolutely. It's all about the compassion among others who are experiencing the same thing uh, that confers the simple but powerful effect of understanding. Everyone wants to feel understood. One of the difficulties people write to me about all the time is my friends don't understand, my kids don't understand, my spouse doesn't, they just don't understand what I'm going through. Right. They say, well, just get up off the couch, do some, take some exercise, you look fine. And then they go online and find somebody else who says, exactly the same thing. Yeah. My spouse doesn't understand. All they think is I should just, well, if that's what your life is like and you suddenly are reading about other people having the same experiences, it's so validating that it's really quite wonderful. It really is. And it's that validation that allows us to take that extra step to live life more fully. I would say you take that extra step by being content to take a little step. If you're feeling you just don't have control over your life and you're feeling miserable, you don't have to think big, like, okay, I've got to get enlightened. (laughs) (laughs) I I have to wake up. She named that book, How to Wake Up. No. (laughs) What's one little thing you can do? to make this day a bit better. Maybe it's a warm bath. Maybe it's just taking one hand and stroking with love uh, your other arm, just touching yourself in that way, in a kind and compassionate way. Right. Just the one thing you can do to ease your, your mental suffering a little bit And it's amazing how that one step can lead to the next step. I know you're right, because I've seen that in my own practice. And to learn more about Tony, 
about her books and chronic pain and illness, go to her website. It's www.tonybernhard.com. That's T-O-N-I-B-E-R-N-H-A-R-D.com. Tony, it's been wonderful, and I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. You're very welcome. It's been really nice. Thank you. And it was for me, too. Remember the theme of today's show— Take that baby step to awaken in you a new potential for overcoming pain. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.